I'm Jake. I'm John. Uh, what were you talking about? No. Captain America? Captain America. Captain America. Civil War. I guess Marvel movies in general. I just look at the lineup. Yeah, pretty much. There's a lot of movies coming out. The next one, though, is Civil War, which yeah. is promising to be Avengers fucking 2.5. Yeah. Well, some people are calling saying that it's... Uh, I feel like it's Avengers 2 and then... And Avengers... Uh, 2 was 1.5. Yeah. That's kind of... It just felt like a bridge movie. It did. It was kind of an introduction, which, don't get me wrong, the movie was fine. It was great. It, it was, was hard to follow. It's just... The original it, Avengers. And, honestly, it was hard to follow Guardians of the Galaxy. That yeah. was the last big movie that Marvel had. And yeah. it was a fucking phenomenon. Yeah, it was... I can't... Everyone was surprised how good that movie was. I mean, had you ever heard of Guardians of the Galaxy prior to the movie? Barely, if any. Yeah, like, a mention, but that's it. I, I knew Rocket that. Raccoon, and, Rocket Raccoon and Groot was probably about it. Maybe... No, I guess I had heard of, like, Star-Lord, but I never... I've never read any of the comics. No. I heard the name. Yeah, that's, that's it. it. And they're not a very old comic. They took a fucking... C level comic yeah. Yeah. at best and made it like the bar yeah. for what, the Marvel movies. What makes me laugh the most is when you're watching the very beginning part with Chris Pratt and um, uh, whatever the guy's uh, the Hanzo, uh, the actor. Anyways. Uh, when he shows up and he goes like, "Now you've heard of me. My name's Star Lord." Like, oh Ooh. yeah, I really feel like that's what everyone's thinking. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I think that was more of a nod to like who, because it's like no one knows who you are. Exactly. <laughs> that movie was so fucking good. I loved my favorite part. I think uh, there's a lot of moments like there were some feels on that movie. Like, yeah, the whole movie was just but great. like every emotion. Favorite part I think of it was at the end whenever Star Lord. Does the dance off? Oh, it's amazing because Chris Pratt. Because um, I would marry that man. Uh, what was the what's the villain's name in that movie? Uh, Ronan. Ronan. Uh, yeah. He whenever he he looks at him and it's like a genuine. What are you doing? It's like very just. It was like the actor was just like sincerely just you're like what awkward. Are you, what, what are you doing? Like <laughs> what? Why? And then went back into character and was like, "What are you doing?" And it's like. It was so fucking good, but I do, I really think um, yeah. Civil War is going to meet that bar, if not raise it. God, I hope so. It's really going to be hard with all the people they have in it, because the biggest fear with the Avengers, um, and even the Marvel Cinematic Universe in general, has always been, you might have too many characters, but they've proven so far, they can balance it and do fine. Yeah, and they always, to me, it's it's... It's not about balancing all the characters. It's it's focusing on the right ones. Exactly. You could exactly. have all the characters in it, but as long as you're focusing on the right characters in the right movie, then it's good. I feel like the, that was the problem with Avengers 2. Is it, it was primarily Iron Man, Captain America. Yeah, it was, 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 say, it was really building, just building to Civil War. It was, Which is fine. But like, and uh, Infinity War. They yeah. did the little yeah. uh, lead-in. Well... Not really to th- that. They led into Ragnarok. Thor Ragnarok. Um, which I'm not sure where that is on the slate. But that's, that's the thing I'm talking about, though. Like They, they focus on Thor for a minuscule point to introduce Ragnarok. Exactly. and that But that yeah. was all he was there that's for. That's the whole point. And, to, well, it's still it, just to make Vision happen. Right. Um, which is fine. 
but again, we're talking about balancing characters. You went from a character that was like the one of the focuses of the first Avengers movie to kind of relegated to being a side character. Yeah. Uh, and that's fine if you're focusing on the right characters, but like like I said, they, they focus on the group as a whole, and it is an Avengers movie. You should focus on the whole group. Yeah. And what they do is they they split the group up, mm-hmm. and they focus four, three to four stories on different character sets. Instead of being like, they're all working towards the same goal. You've got Tony and, and Bruce working on their little thing, which ends up being Vision. Right. You've got Thor working on his little mind craze. You've got Hulk and, and um, um, Widow, Black Widow. Widow with their little thing. You've got the, the twins. The, yeah. the Now, what did you think of... Um... The Miracles? <laughs> yeah, the Miracles. <laughs> now, I realize that this is a little bit like dated to talk about Age of Ultron. But, I mean... But it's a lead-in. It is a lead-in movie to Civil War. So it's kind of relevant. But I'm just curious. What did you really think of the twins, the miracles, as they call them? Since they I, can't call them fucking I mutants. personally think they did a great job with what they had. <clears throat> the actors were great. Hard to follow uh, Quicksilver and uh, Days of Future Past. No pun intended. Ha <laughs> ha! <sighs> yeah, I, I like Evan better. I did I, too. I, loved, I didn't think I would either. I, I really love the guy that did it in Avengers Two. So yeah. if he's listening, which I don't. Uh, Aaron I Taylor him. Johnson. Yeah, played kick ass. Yeah, yeah. He was fun. Fun thing here. I, uh, I like to bring this up sometimes. Uh, both actors were both in the original Kick Ass movie. Yeah, Evan Peters and Aaron Taylor Johnson. Yeah. Uh, I remember me and Zach were arguing about who was who and we're like I said the one in Avengers is the one in Kick-Ass he's like no the one in X-Men is the one in Kick-Ass I was like no and we <laughs> argued back and forth and we finally I was like wait what character in Kick-Ass are you talking about he's like he's like Kick-Ass's friend I was like I'm talking about fucking Kick-Ass and he's like oh are they both in fucking Kick-Ass I was like yeah I guess so I never even it never even dawned on me that they were both in there but um yeah it's 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 crazy I hate it and I hate, I hated his accent. Yeah, it sounded very Chekhov. It was yeah, very forced. Yeah, it was very. You they, didn't like see that coming. It's like really bad. They wanted to make it cliche almost. And yeah, it's like, just it's make like, it natural. Just let him be. Same thing with Chekhov. Like in Star Trek, like I understand they wanted to keep that exaggerated tone. Yeah, like the authenticity for the show. Right, but, but in the movie, but it's come like, on. dude, just just let it go, like. You can let him say nuclear vessels once or twice if you yeah. wanted to, just to say that one line. But let the accent be normal. Because it, it, to me, like you look at that, it kind of focuses, it pulls focus from the movie. Exactly. Uh, it takes you out of the movie almost. Because it's almost like... It's a movie about a dude with pointy ears who can like touch you and make you fall asleep. That pulls you out of the movie, though, like that ridiculous yeah. accent. Um, and that's what I'm talking about, like, uh, finding the show, because the show was hammy. And, and yeah. the movie was meant to be taken more seriously. Uh, and then they still have Anton Yelchin playing Chekhov. He was so good, though. He was really good. He fit the role perfectly, and he does that accent, like, dead on. Yeah, I'm not going to lie, though. I loved when he was trying to say the code, and it failed. That was amazing. That, that was... It was it was still a fun movie, but, like, the accent really kind of pulls oh, you out yeah. of it. Um, but, yeah, I think um, they, they, did, they shouldn't have made him do that. He should have had a 
not maybe not an American accent, but maybe not so thick and cartoony sounding. Yeah, um, but like because Olsen's as I say, Olsen's was, was it was thick, but not like. But it ridiculous. was natural. Yeah, it, it felt, felt natural. Natural. He was really forcing it. Yeah, the kid's not a bad actor. No. He's not a great actor, but yeah. he's not a yeah. You know, well, I mean, actor. we don't feel like we've seen enough of him to judge whether. Well, he did both, um, both been kind of main action stuff, not a whole lot of. Drama. Oh yeah, I was gonna say he did. Um, uh, obviously, kick ass. He did really good in those movies. Yeah. Uh, but he also did Savages. Um, John Travolta, Savages, or a different one. Yeah, John Travolta was in that movie too. Okay. Yeah. Um, I haven't seen that one. I've seen I've seen most of it, and it was uh, he did really good in it as in Taylor Kitsch. I don't give a fuck what anybody says. Taylor Kitsch was a good gambit. That was a bad movie. He, he was a good gambit. He did a great job. I would have loved to see him be gambit. The only in thing a better movie. As I was gonna say, the only problem with that that I ever had with it was that he had um, he kept f- forgetting to use his accent yeah like he periodically would just go away which is fine I guess he kept but it pretty much <laughs> but like Taylor Kitsch I thought he did fantastic yeah it, I mean that good. movie was shitty and it was poorly written and everything about it was See, bad the movie itself was fine it was no it, it was, wasn't no like the idea of what they were gonna do oh no, well yeah great. the idea was fine the actors it, were decent Oh, of course. I mean, it's, it has Hugh Jackman. It's just the writing. Leif Schreiber as Look, Sabretooth was, again, don't give a fuck what anybody says, he was better better. than Tyler Maine. Yeah. Tyler Maine. Schreiber was so much better. Yeah, because, like, I get Sabretooth is, oh, he's scary, he's a big monster. Yeah, but he is also intellectual. He does have brains. He can speak. And Tyler Maine didn't. He was just, <laughs> Oh, Sabretooth. Is it? Yeah. <laughs> but, like, Leif Schreiber was, like... He was scary, and he was intense, and very intense. Yeah, and obviously he had Hugh Jackman, um, which I can't not imagine a world where he's not Batman. That's gonna bum me out. Yeah. Uh, not, did I say Batman? Yeah, I was about to say you said Batman. I meant Wolverine. There you go. I was like, when did that happen? I can't imagine a world where he. I was going to say, I had, at a time hoped that once he went from being Wolverine to being Batman. Uh, in the Dark Knight, uh, or in um, Batman v Superman, before they cast Ben Affleck. Oh, okay. I was hoping it's like, well, he had already talked about he might stop doing Wolverine. What if they get him to be Batman? That'd be interesting. That'd be really fucking cool. He's charming. He's handsome. He could definitely pull off Bruce Wayne. Oh yeah. And he's intense, scary, and violent. He could be Batman. Um, but yeah, that's what I was trying to say. I was gonna say he was, should have been Batman, but. Uh, yeah. It's going to be weird when he's not Wolverine. Exactly. It's going to be so fucking weird. Uh, people are already trying to figure out who to play. Yeah. Well, I know people are talking about that kid from Kingsman. Yeah, to play Wolverine. I'm, yeah. I was fine with that. Actually, I like Kingsman. I thought he yeah, did really good. such a good movie. It was a really good movie. I mean, it's, it's not... I mean, because it's, it's... It was a surprisingly good it's movie. It's so much fun. It is. And I, like, the actors in it... They had so much fun with the genre. Movie. Like, yeah. they were like... they. Just, it, was, it was 007 meets Kill Bill. Pretty much. And I love it. Every second of it. Like, it was uh, uh, Colin Firth. Colin was, Firth was a badass. He's always one of my favorites. Who would have thought that? Like, he's always one of my favorite actors, and then in an action role, was amazing. I was going to say, I, I really, I compare this to whenever uh, Liam Neeson was in Taken, the first Taken, yeah. and all we'd ever seen him in was, like, classy movies or romantic movies or, you know, really dramatic movies. Yeah. And, uh... And then all of a sudden, it's like, taken. His daughter gets taken. He's got to kick some fucking ass. I will kill you. And then I was like, fucking Liam Neeson? I will find you. And then I watched the movie. Whew! 
Awesome. Liam Neeson's a certified badass in my book. Yeah, and they'll they'll drive that into the ground. They did. <laughs> Although, did you watch the third one? No, I haven't. Third one's not terrible. It's I, it's better than the I second one. I want to see it. It made me laugh when the, when the movie came out because when I look at the cover, it just reminds me of a video game. Uh, Saboteur? Kind of. Like yeah. that in GTA. Yeah. Like it's because it's just, it looks fake, the cover, which is weird. I know. It, like every other one looks fine, but like that one looks Because I know we, fake. we joked around because like, like Taken 1, Taken 2 came out and then um, we joked around saying Walk Among the Tombstones was Taken 3. Exactly. And then, Walk Among the Tombstones, though. That was I haven't a, seen it yet either. That was a really interesting movie. I dug that. And then... um. Whatever the one on the airplane was, uh, nonstop. Nonstop. That was, was not taken very, forward. That taken, was taken, taken on a plane. To take it on a plane. That was, was all that was. Because we, I think we're up to like six now. Like, uh, with all the Liam Neeson action flicks. I'm just like the gray. The gray. Uh, taken in the snow. <laughs> taken with the wolves. <laughs> that was a cool, see. That was the thing. Like sequel to Dancing with <laughs> Dancing with Wolves. Only better. Taken with wolves. <laughs> First time a sequel's really been better than the original. Um. um no, it was, uh, says the thing, like, yeah, we always joke about being, uh, taking fucking six, seven, eight. But, like, each of those movies, like, yeah, while they put them in kind of action sequences, they have their own feel to them. Like, yeah. uh, Walk Among the Tombstones actually doesn't have a whole hell of a lot of a- action in it. It's got, uh, it got some in it, but it's kind of more dramatic crime, um, almost like a film noir. Yeah. Um, gr- the gray is... A thriller? Yeah, a little more like a survival thriller. Exactly. Which is kind of cool. Um, uh, nonstop was pretty much taken on a plane. Uh, it was a fine movie. I had no issue with it. It was Jillian just, Moore was in it too, wasn't she? Yeah, which bummed me out because she's she's better than that. Yeah. Uh, which we saw from Still Alice, which I still want to watch. I know. I'm so happy she won. She was in. Uh, she deserves it. What was that movie? Uh, with Joseph Gordon-Levitt, uh, Don uh, Don John. Or oh. no, uh, was it Don John? Yeah. Don John. Um, which is a really uncomfortable. She was movie. in that. She was in that. Interesting. I remember Scarlett, Scarlett Johansson, Johansson. Yeah, and um, God, what's his name? Tony. Um, his his dad in the movie was it dad? Yeah. James Gandolfini. Maybe not. I have to look it up. Um, I don't remember. But it, it, that movie itself was kind of uncomfortable. It was okay. I thought it got overrated. It was overrated. Um. But it definitely was... Uh, I'm just happy that they used his company to finally make something different. The press record. Oh, I know. The dude is... He's a really, really talented dude. Like, he is. Um, and honestly, I, I saw um, uh, the movie where he's the bike courier. Yeah, Premium Rush. Yeah, it was fun. It's not a bad movie. It is, it's, it's Michael Shannon's really good To me, it. it's a pointless movie. It is. It was dumb fun. Dumb fun, man. Yeah. It was really... Uh, if you have a chance, I'd sit down and watch that. Absolutely. It, it's such a fun movie. Yeah. It's ridiculous. I was like, I don't use brakes. <laughs> brakes get you killed. And I'm it's, like... What? Okay. Like, it, it, it's fine. Because if you're going that fast, yeah, brakes probably would just... Flip you mess, off the mess fucking Mess you up, yeah. But yeah, I mean, like, he, Justin Gordon Levitt is just now getting, like, his, uh, getting what he deserves, which is, he's always been a very talented actor. Tony Danza. Tony Danza, oh my god, I played forgot his, he was in that movie. Played his dad. Um, but Justin Gordon Levitt, he, he does, he never really got the credit he deserved. Um, he was in, uh, G.I. Joe. Yeah. And that movie was awful. Really bad. 
I thought it was interesting for him to take the role. It was cool. But it was it was a bad movie. So it kind of hindered him a little bit. Then he did, you know, he's done like 500 Days of Summer, uh, which was a really good movie. And I think really like... the 50-50 was good. 50-50 was really good. I was really the, that was like the first movie in a long time. Like I bawled like a baby watching yeah. that movie. And I still um, love Looper. Oh, Looper! That's what I was gonna say. Looper was so fucking good. I wanted to see it so bad when it was coming out, and then I finally I went to the theaters to watch it. It was so much better than I thought it was going to be. It's better than it deserved to be. It, no the kind doubt. of sci- science fiction action movie it was. I mean, if people picked apart the time travel, I'm like. Any movie that has time travel, you can pick the fuck apart. But honestly, they did it really well. They did, just like Back to the Future. Because they, they they explained the time travel within the first, like they, they, when they started to when they finished explaining the time travel stuff was like ten minutes. It's like they have these people that go and they kill the people, and then when they kill themselves, that's their last hit. They go get paid off. They live their life until they get teleported back. It makes sense. Now, yeah, you can just you can just be like, okay, well, I know now I can run away, and that would be a paradox. I don't know what would happen, but. I mean, essentially, that's what he did. Yeah. And he came back to kill the kid, and it's like, spoilers, I guess. A spoiler <laughs> alert, I guess, for I whatever, but five, like, three years ago. But but they did such a good job explaining all the little loopholes. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, you can still pick it apart because it's time travel. But you just have to enjoy it. Exactly. And You're I, just going to sit back, relax. how lucky did he get when they ripped that map that he got the kid that was the Rainmaker? Like, exactly. He got lucky. Like, it's it's movie logic. And then you realize, like, Bruce Willis that movie was a villain. Yeah, he was like, He shot children. Yep. Didn't um, care. I mean, I, I can't... I, I mean, Bruce Willis is awful anyways, but, like, he's a bad person. But, uh... I love Bruce Willis. Oh, man, fuck. <laughs> Here's the thing. Like, it came out... It came out whenever Kevin Smith uh, did Too Fat for 40. Mm, yeah. Um and he talked shit about uh, Bruce Willis. At first, people were like, oh, he's just fucking bitter because Cop Out didn't do very oh, good. No, I, I, I know what he says is true. I oh, no it. fucking doubt. And then, but if, I still love then him. you find out, like, more people came out and said, oh, yeah, no, this happened, this happened. Mm-hmm. And you find out how greedy, as Sylvester Stallone put it, greedy and lazy uh, Bruce Willis really is. Yeah. It really bums you out, man. Yeah. And then you. I still love him in movies. And that's why I kind of like. Whenever he did uh, Bruce Willis, when he did Die Hard, uh, I fucking hate this movie, uh, A Good Day to Die Hard. The last one. When he did that movie, I was, it sounds bad, I was so happy it fucking failed because it put him in his place. He realized you can't just show up to a fucking movie and then boom, gold. Uh, that movie did still make more movie more money than it deserved. It just because of the name. Exactly. That's it the was just reason. a title. I went there. Whenever I went there to see it, I was like, uh, you know, I went with my father because it was a tradition. It's a, it still is a tradition to go see Die Hard movies. We went to go see. I mean, I watched the first Die Hard with him whenever I was like, I don't know, twelve. Yeah, something like that. I uh, watched that and then like I loved it. As soon as I was like, I love this movie. Is there another one? He's like, Yes, there's another one. Watched that one. I was like, That was just like the first one. That was awesome. But as you grow up, you realize. That was just like the first one. It's it still, wasn't that awesome, but it was good. still good. And then you had the third one. I And again, it wasn't technically a Die Hard movie. It was supposed to be a buddy cop movie that they altered. Yeah. Uh, still, one of my favorites. It holds a uh, you know a good spot in my heart because oh, yeah. uh, it was actually the first Die Hard movie I had watched. I watched that one before I watched the... The original, uh, the original one, but uh, yeah, I love I love the third one. Uh, I know like on stuff I've listened to, like Bruce Willis says he he hates it because it takes that wrong time, wrong place situation out of it. 
Which is fine, but I mean, you can't. Yeah, because they do. How take... many times can one person be in the wrong place? The wrong exactly. Time? And that's what, it was kind of. And I like that it was like almost he, he was called out. Yeah, it was like, well, I have. It's to a do it's this. a revenge movie, and, and for the villain, which I love. And I think, which is it turns out it wasn't really meant to be a it wasn't a revenge. No, it was just, but, uh, but that's what it came off came off as. But um, in the one, it doesn't get enough love. Um, it wasn't great by any stretch of the imagination. If I were to list the movies as uh, my favorites, I would honestly say one, uh, three, uh, four, and then two. That's mine too. Uh, and then five would not be anywhere on that list. Even in last place, it wouldn't no. be on there. Uh, but because um, even two is good. Yeah, it's just not my favorite because it is just a rehash of the first but, one. Like the fourth one was, but so... they did. But they still like even though the second one's a rehash of the first one, they did do innovative stuff in it. Like it was like with with him on the conveyor belt, um, him like and on the, the plane. That, yeah, and, and where like all the luggage was at. Yeah, like it's it's still a innovative. Like it has its own stuff, but it just feels like the first movie, which was fine to me. I, I still love it. It was, and then the fourth one was. Uh, back to form almost. It was really good. I really, really enjoyed it. And people pissed and moaned about that movie. It was great. Because they were like, it's, it's PG-13, it's not rated R. You know what? A movie doesn't have to be rated R to be good. Die Hard doesn't have to but be there, rated R to be good. But there's jokes in the unrated version that aren't as funny as the PG version. Exactly. There's uh, And there's and clearly what they did was they just had Bruce Willis go into a soundstage record fuck motherfuck and uh, variations of it and then place it in the movie at random times because you can clearly see his mouth doesn't move whenever this says yeah. it i mean honestly like, i i wish it was rated r just because i love the action in it like they could be a little bit more gruesome but see that was the and see again uh die hard 4 even being pg uh uh pg 13 it felt closer to a die hard movie than they had since the second one yeah so they did, like I said, even though it was PG, they did such a good job. Exactly, it was, and it was so, much so fun. good. And, and Timothy Oliphant was okay; wasn't a great villain, he wasn't was memorable. Uh, but I still but honestly, stand by. To me, that's kind of Timothy Oliphant. Like I love him he, to death, but yeah, he's, he's kind of just blends into movies. He's never, he's never the lead. Because like, I can think of movies he's in, and I guarantee you, it's like really okay. I forgot. He, like, um, I am number four. Hitman, yeah, Hitman. I remember he was, and I was bummed out about that one. Yeah, but I remember. I still say Die Hard Four was the best delivery of Yippie Kaye motherfucker. Oh yeah, my absolute favorite because it was like, you know, like People, what do you want to be on your grave? Hey, you know, always in the wrong place at the wrong times. And how about Yippie Kaye motherfucker and shoots himself in the in, like through his arm, just kill him. I was like, that's so fucking John McClane. That's is. exactly what he would do. And again, it gets you away from cursing. It does, exactly, because as soon as it, it shoots, it's, it's a fucker. censorship, yeah. It um, censors out the, your own words. You still kind of hear it, but it's like... But but it's less. It's muffled. Yeah. Um, but that movie was good, and like they had really good speeches about, um, you know, Bruce, or uh, John McClane. He's like, I'm not the hero. I'm the only one that's go- that will do this, because nobody else will. Yeah, who you else know? wants to? Huh? Who else wants exactly. to? Exactly. And, but, uh, and then they did the fifth one. Sorry. <laughs> I mean, me and my dad went to see that I, movie. And I, I feel really... bad for Jai Courtney. Yeah. Because I know he's better than that. Yeah, he is. And but we're going to find out, though. Yeah. In Suicide Squad. Yeah, that's what I'm excited for. Because I like him. <clears throat> he was decent in the movie. He's okay in the movie. It's just... He was, he was a little like bland. His, I feel like his direction was off. 
and that's the and that was another thing because it was very clear in that movie um that they were trying to move towards because originally the goal was uh to move it towards so Jai Courtney would take over the series right as John McClane Jr. Which or Jack McClane as they kept I like I was like I thought his name was John Jr. Yeah. Not Jack. Well and Jack's short for John. Clearly. It is. No it's not. Technically. Not in the fucking regular world. Nobody else knows that. You know that. I I played you don't know Jack. A very select few people. And it was know a that. question in that game, and I've always remembered it. Because it's so weird. It is. But like, I, okay, I won't so let anyone call me Jack though. <laughs> I don't even care. But they um did that in my. There, I had a, I had a lot of problems with that movie. One of the biggest problems I had was John McClane kept saying, "I'm supposed to be on vacation." No, motherfucker, you're not. You went there to save your son. You didn't go there for a vacation. One, who goes to fucking Russia for a vacation? Yeah. Secondly. It's a bad place to go, especially in where he was going. <laughs> exactly. But it was like, why would he go on vacation uh, to Russia? But then, besides that, another big problem was at the end of the movie, they try to reenact the first film in the series uh, whenever uh, John McClane tosses uh, Hans Gruber yeah. out of the Nakatomi Plaza. Problem I have with that. In the first movie, whenever John McClane dropped Hans, it was on accident. It wasn't really He wasn't trying to do it. He was saving uh, Holly with the watch. And then um, whenever, in this one, fucking John Jr. threw the motherfucker off there. Yeah. Like, I was like, that's, John McClane wouldn't do that. And he's unarmed. Exactly. He was unarmed. He was no immediate threat. And he just kicked him straight into a just kicked, helicopter. It was like, fucking, what? That's yeah. not a hero. It's straight up murder. Um, uh, And then they decided after that movie that it didn't get good ratings. Because, <laughs> fucking surprise. Whenever your catchphrase is, yippee mother Russia. Ugh. John McClane Jr. was was not a good cop in that movie. He would not a be a good agent. replacement. No, he didn't, he, like, his code was way off to me. Exactly. it's like, your dad wouldn't kill anybody unarmed. Fuck no. Would, it's like Batman, he would arrest him. Exactly. He deserves to be punished, but justice, uh, justfully. And even whenever John McClane was killing people, he, it never came off that he was like. It was more of, I have to survive. It's, I, it's me or them. And they're. This was in no way, it's me or him. This was, I'm bigger than you, I'm stronger than you. I'm going to throw you off this just, fucking building into a I helicopter. I want you to die. Exactly. <laughs> That's all it was. Had a huge problem with that, man. Um, yeah. And this is, I mean, this is nitpicking, but but for me, like, one of the, my things I hate the most about that movie is the point, they, they go to Chernobyl. Fucking A, dude. I. It's fucking dumb. It pissed me off. Like, if you, like, I've seen. And I, they were fine afterwards. Like, yeah, they weren't and, growing extra fucking limbs and, and shit. And the worst part about it is, is they're like, they're not like off off site they're like in, in the middle of it exactly it's and not they're like, in the water it, in oh the i know like, like they fell into him like okay so that's how he dies yeah nope just no. like oh we're good let me brush it off <laughs> a little bit of radioactive water never hurt anybody totally good <laughs> and then okay so after that movie though they're like okay well our theory didn't work they don't people don't want to see a younger uh, person take over they want to see somebody besides john mcclain take over so then they move on to the sixth one that they're working on now. Right. Now, when they originally started writing it, the plot was 
the writer, who I, I off the top of my head I can't remember, stated um, that he was told to write this as if it was the last Die Hard movie. Hmm. Which I'm like, it totally fucking should be. Yeah. But he was told to write it like that, and the way he was writing it was... Uh, it was like 35 years after uh, the original Nakatomi Plaza. Right. Uh, so they have John McClane there to honor the anniversary and to thank him again for it. And it's going to have uh, um, Carl Winslow mm-hmm. is going to be in it. Uh, Zeus is going to be in it. Right. Hollywood would be back in it. Uh, both his kids would be in it. They'd have Jack Courtney and um, Maggie. Maggie, the the girl that yeah, Gyllenhaal. wasn't it her? No, 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 no. What no, Maggie? it was it was the girl from Winstead. Uh, um, yeah, it was it was the girl who played from, Ramona from Ramona. Uh, uh, Scott Pilgrim. Yeah, Scott Pilgrim. I was thinking of a different movie. Mary Winstead. No, uh, I, I was thinking of a. No, I mean that's her name. I think. Yeah, but uh, they're gonna have everybody in there. Justin Long was gonna be in there. Oh yeah. Um, oh, Justin Long. But he was so he was gonna be there. Everybody's gonna be in there. They're gonna be like. Oh, look how great John McClane is. And then somebody would attack the building. And that's what the whole movie would be. It'd be back in Nakatomi Plaza. Uh, everybody there would be there. And the people he loved was going to be in danger. And it'd be everybody he loves is going to be in danger. Which makes it even worse. Exactly. Because you can't risk anyone. Because before, getting... all it was was Holly was in danger. Yeah. Nobody else. This is, you know, Holly, his kids, um, Justin, that he grew to, he grew to really like, um, you know, Carl Winslow, because I can't fucking remember his name. Um, Zeus, to a lesser extent. Yeah. And it, my theory had always been, whenever I read that, was that the they should take it back to the Gruber family. Yeah. If they're going to go that route, why not have it be his son? Yeah, that would work. Maybe not Hans' son. They didn't even have to do that. They could do um, uh, Simon's. Simon's son. Yeah. Which would be interesting. Um, like you kill first, you kill my uncle, then you kill my dad. Now I'm gonna kill you. Now I'll kill your family. And and, you like it. And I think in that movie it would it should have been. Uh, I think the body count should have been high for people, uh, for people that John loves. And I think at the end of the movie it really should have been John dies. Oh yeah. And then, uh, like you know, he, who, he like he loses a few people, and then he sacrifices himself to to save everybody else. To save everybody else. They die, and then somehow they stop him. Whether it's Jai Courtney stops him or whatever. Yeah, I'll be okay uh, with that. Yeah, at that point. But after that, they need to like, stop like, the movie. Like, if he, like, him and his son, like, look at each other and he, he leaves and his, his son, like, Jai's, like, gets something and goes after him and he gets there just a smidge too late. And gets, yeah. Because, see, and then even then, like, if he was to kick him off the building into a helicopter, like, he'd be like, fine, I, fucking kill I the can motherfucker. understand that he killed John McClane. But now, <laughs> now what they're doing, now what they're doing, is a fucking prequel framed by Bruce Willis. Yeah. So it'd be uh, older John McClane telling the story of like his rookie year. And at this time, what they were calling it or the code name for it is Die Hard Year One. We're all fucking Batman much. Yeah. Or Second, any, any comic book. Any comic book much. <laughs> yeah. But like, okay, so there's that. And that's a problem I have right there. Don't need a prequel. Don't. Let it be no the aged need. Bruce Willis doing this one last time. Don't do year one because at, as far as we know in the first Die Hard, that was the first time anything like that had ever happened to him. Yeah, and it should be. Exactly. Because everything they talk about, you're not point, gonna... no one knows him. No one. No. 
And if you do anything too big, then people are going to know who he is. And you're skunked because as soon as you're like, oh, like he, he, he like jumped off a building and saved four dogs and then landed on a trampoline, jumped back up, took the main guy, broke his neck and fell back on the trampoline again and jumped up to a helicopter and saved the people in the helicopter. You're like, oh, he's the guy that did that. Yeah. They're not going to be like, <laughs> yeah, it's going to be that. And then, oh yeah. And then he saved all those people in Nakatomi Plaza. Yeah. When at Nakatomi, it was just who is like, who is this? Some just fucking cop from New York. Cop? Yeah. That's the big thing. He was just a cop from New York who just was in the wrong place at the wrong time. Yeah, and just have and like honestly, to be fair, he really wasn't a great cop. Like he was very good at what he did. Like, yeah. But it's all survival instinct. Exactly. It wasn't like he was like, um, I'm like, this is the law. This is what you got. I'm the best. This cop was ever. like, this he is just, like, I have to fucking survive. He just knew what he had to do and he did it. Exactly. It's because like, like you see it like by I mean, all accounts, I, Hans was smarter. Yeah, he was. He just he got. John McClane essentially picked them off one by one. And he just knew... I feel like he knew how their heads worked. Like, he knows how those like those people think. So it's like, if he's going to do this, I know what I need to do. Mm-hmm. And he does what he has to. Because if you... I love the first movie so much because you can see him get frustrated. Mm-hmm. Every little hiccup is another frustrating thing. Like, <clears throat> in the elevator shafts. Like, when he jumps and, like, lands... Like, you, see, you feel the frustration, like, like oh my god, I just want to be done. Um, my favorite one is um, the uh, when the cops come and and they and they leave because they call. Oh, it was just the fire alarm. It was, a, it was a mistake. Yeah, he's like, no, 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 like banging on the glass. He's getting back so mad because it was done. It was over. And then she's like, this is for serious line. This is for serious uh, calls only. Yeah. Is that like more of a fucking pizza? Like he was like, <laughs> he's mad. Exactly. Because like he, he knows like I'm going to die. There was so much emotion in that he, movie. And he when did... he's keeping track, he knows how many people there are, which is smart as fuck. But it's like, he's realizing all these people to me. I don't know if this is how it is, but to me, like he's like looking at all these people like, Jesus, like, there's so many people. It's just me. Like, I have no one helping me. No one will come and help me. I just have this one guy on the radio, and he can't do anything. He's just talking me through it, which is, moral support's awesome. <laughs> I guess, yeah. But, but in a moment like this, it's not really what you need. No, but at least he's, he believes in him. Exactly. He's trying. He knows he's not sitting there going, well, I can't do anything. He's down there, like, talking to him. Like, you got to listen to this guy, because he knows what he's doing. I don't know why he knows what he's not, what he knows, but he knows something. you got to exactly. listen to him. Like, and, and I'm not saying John McClane's dumb. He's a, a great cop, but he's not, like, super cop. No, He never was cop. supposed to be super cop. He was just, he's a good cop. He he believes in, in good justice. Good cop, a good person. Yeah, he believes in justice. Like, he, he I'm essentially to me, is Batman. Like, he is a, without all the training. Yeah. <laughs> and stuff. But, like, essentially, he, he wants to save all these people. And, I think... and he knows it's going to be hard. And I love that the first movie, like, not everyone's safe. No. Because people do stupid things. I, I hate that scene. It makes me so mad when I watch it. When when he's talk, when the guy goes in to talk to Hans. He's like, John, baby. It's like, oh, hey, fucking. John boy. Oh, just stop. John boy. Like, <laughs> how, he just, everything he says, like. I mean, honestly, though, like, I don't care if he dies. He's such a slime ball anyway. I know, exactly. But, but still, like, people do stupid things like that. And, and But, like, even Holly, like, trying to, like, help the people there. Like, she's like, well, well she's pregnant. Can we get a. Couch Can there. we get her to a bed? And then you see that negotiation with like Hans. That's why I don't think he's like, he's obviously not dumb either. Because he's like, okay, that's you're right, but I 
can't have her go somewhere else, I can bring a bed to her. Okay. Like, you see that little stuff, and it just, like, the movie, it sounds weird to say, but the movie is realistic. Like, yeah. 100% realistic. Like, Hans being it in that position. It feels like something that would have happened. It feels like he's really taking hostages, and he really is trying to get the money and be done. John, like, the kind of, it's like he, he wants to just get the money. He doesn't want to kill people. No, he just wants he to. He will money. if he has to, yeah. but he doesn't want to. And then McLean, like, he's. Kind of fucks it up a little bit. Yeah. Not to sound whatever, but I mean, he does. Well, I mean, he and, saves the people. And I think their theory is with this prequel is that some people, I'll call them idiots, sure, want to know, well, how did, was he able to survive that? What was his training to be able to survive that? Like, it's human instinct. Yeah. I mean, it's survival. trust me, in that situation, I would be dead. I wouldn't survive that. I wouldn't be able to do anything he did. But you could surprise yourself. Exactly, and that's probably that's what it feels like he did. He surprised himself. Like one of my favorite parts of that movie, overall, like one of my top three, is when he's in that room without his shoes. Was obviously what happened, and they shoot when they start shooting. Like hear the pause, and they start shooting the glass. The look on his face was yes, because he's like, "Fuck, I am screwed." Like they know I don't have shoes. Shit. And then they start shooting, and you just see him run. And then when he's in the bathroom pulling the glass out, dude, it hurts me every time. I'm just like, oh god. And then he's talking to uh, he's talking to um, Carl Winslow. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, he's you know, he's like, tell Holly, and you uh, get too emotional and chokes up. It was I thought it was really cool. Uh, it's just if they do this prequel, man, it's gonna ruin everything. Yeah, it, it easily. It, it's good. a potential. There's a five percent chance it could be good. Five percent. That's but being that's, generous. Yeah, and that's minuscule for for a success because it's either it's going to be a success or it's going to ruin the franchise to me. Like the the movies will still be good, but, but the, series, the franchise will be over. two bad movies in a row. You can't have that. No, especially with that kind of a, a iconic character. I don't know. They they need to leave well because to me that almost acts as a reboot. You're adding a new actor to exactly, play. but that's the thing too because it, it would be kind of like a reboot. And if they wanted to go from there and continue on, I guess whatever. I'll I will be done with it. Excuse me, be done with it though. Yeah, because I've always said you make a Die Hard movie, Bruce Willis is in it. I'll be there with fucking bells on, waiting to watch it. I'll watch it every single time. Yep. As soon as you reboot it and you have a new actor playing John McClane, I'm done with it. Nope. Because it's it. not gonna work. It's not gonna work at all. Yeah, you know, and I mean, you could surprise me, like if I watch it eventually, but I just I won't have the same urge to watch it. It doesn't matter, John McClane or John McClane, Bruce Willis's career is kind of on the decline anyway. Which I mean, he's he's older. He's old. He is really the last guy in his when where he came up out of. Uh, he's really kind of like the last working guy out of. I mean, uh, Sylvester Stallone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, he I mean, he's still doing he brought back though. Rocky, but he's doing The Expendables, which is going back to the 80s. Um, Arnold Schwarzenegger, he did Terminator, again, going back to that well. Uh, and he was in The Expendables, again, well, I feel 80s. like that's smart for him because he's coming back from from the governing thing. Yeah. It's smart for him to go to a role he's comfortable with. Exactly. So that's, um, that's Although he did do that movie, uh, Maggie. Yeah, that looked really good. It I was really, it. really Abigail good. Breslin. I was really, really surprised how good it was. Yeah. And I love, I, how Bre- good he did. Yeah, Breslin. I, I like Breslin. She's always a really good but actress. Yeah, I, I've heard it's like heartbreaking. It is. It's really yeah. heartbreaking. Because, I mean, the, the, the plot, I, I, when I read the back of the, the DVD, like just reading, I was like, geez, man, that's going to be a rough it's a, movie. It's a bummer to watch. Yeah. Um, it's going to be a rough movie. But, but it was uh, it definitely... 
it was really good. But like, I mean, really, um, yeah, Bruce Willis was kind of the last working actor from his time that was still famous, like could still sell tickets. Uh, not really so much anymore. You put his name on it, he's been tarnished for his attitude. Yeah. You know, like he did those movies, uh, Red. Yeah, you know what? I like the Red. I, 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 I haven't I, seen the Red 2. I haven't seen Red 2 yet. Red 1 was Red 1 was awesome. really good. It was fun. Um, But Red 2, uh, again, he did interviews and he was like an asshole to him. I, every time I see him off camera, he looks like a dick. He is, and he, because he acts like, I'm fucking Bruce Willis, I don't have to do this. Which to an extent, I guess. But I mean, yeah. you're the we <clears throat> were the selling point of movies. He's Get, he's one of those one of those actors I never want to meet. Like, no, like I love him for the movies he's made. For some of them, fuck no, dude, I, never I would want not want to meet. Like, they say that, when they say don't meet your heroes, like he'd be one of those that I would never want to meet. Fuck no, dude. There's a lot of people. I, like I used to want to meet Marilyn Manson. That is not somebody <laughs> I want to meet. I've no. seen one. He's pretentious as fuck. Yeah. Uh, I wouldn't want to be still that. the whole Talking Dead fiasco. Oh my god, dude! Feels so bad for Hardwick. Like that's that's got to be awful because like he's so good. At I keeping... turned it off. Too. Like I didn't yeah. finish. I've never finished it. I, it was so uncomfortable. I finally finished. I go watched it. I just. Oh. I was so but, uncomfortable though to watch. Like Hardwick's that. so good at keeping people on track. He looked like he was so upset. But he because like mad. he invited him exactly. He wasn't like mad. He was just like it was like he was he was like a disappointed father it almost. Because like, like he he invited like man, this man to come be on the show because he's a Walking Dead fan. Great, and then he acts like that on. Then he was just saying not like it was just nonsense. He was saying yeah. was, at first I watched. I was like, is he trying to be funny? Because the, the, like the crowd started to like laugh. It felt like he it was, was trying. He to be didn't humorous. crack a smile or anything like that. And then he was just saying, just kept going on, and I was like. I felt so bad for Hardwick. Oh, no doubt, dude. It was it's rough like to watch. Um, he's definitely one of the people I wouldn't want to meet. I, I did end up meeting. I met, um, you know, John Five. Yeah. Um, he was cool. Uh, very, very nice. Uh, very humble. Uh, I feel like most actors are. One actor I met who I never thought would be, I never really thought too much about him. I never really thought he would be nice, I guess, was Tony Todd. Candyman. Oh yeah, yeah. He's such an imposing dude. You see me like he's probably a jerk, but I think was one of the one of the fucking funniest and coolest dudes I've ever met. Like, yeah. it's always nice because it's when I was going to horror conventions, um, which I need to go again. But uh, went to horror conventions. Like I met him. Uh, I met Tom Savini. Nice. Tom Savini is an asshole. Yeah. Let me just say that Tom Savini is an asshole. Um, and then the uh, he's the Ghostbuster. Um, Ernie Hudson. Uh, I, uh, I didn't meet Ernie Hudson, uh, but Zach and his then girlfriend uh, met him. He charged them like each twenty bucks to take a picture. That was not with an autograph. That was to take a picture with him with their own camera. I was like, uh, "You're not even the good Ghostbuster, sir." Yeah. Well, it's uh, like when we went to Gen Con. Uh, me and Joe, we we met Will Wheaton. Um, which I mean. And he was he was nice as could be. I mean, he wasn't super nice, but he had a lot of people and a lot of time, and a lot of days to do stuff. So I, I get it. Like I don't mind it because it's not being a dick. He's he's just like I've got to sit at this table for hours and take pictures and sign autographs and stuff. So yeah, I don't really want to sit here and just be like. But the the thing was is we got in line because we saw people just in line for pictures and just shake his hand, just say hi to him, and we got in line. We took pictures with him and we left. The next day when we went back. Um, 
they were saying like there were signs up saying like if if you take a picture it's going to cost money because the whole idea is is the people get in line to take pictures and they're not getting any money out of it which i get because they come to these conventions and get paid so it's like i get it but if you're not in like a booth like he was on a, at a table and we had to get in line and everything then yeah i can see getting money but if you're outside somewhere like just take a picture it's not that much time out of your life exactly it's <clears throat> I um I went to it was Louisville I went to um Lexington no it was the Lexington uh, horror convention okay I uh, went there and uh, I uh, was gonna get my picture taken with Danny Trejo nice uh, sixty dollars to take a picture yeah and I was like oh I'm not doing that I don't like him that much. Uh, and then there was like a dual picture. You can pay for like I think it was like seventy, eighty dollars. You get a picture of, with with him and Diamond Dallas Page. That's a weird combo. I was like, that's odd, but maybe nah, he, I still don't want to do it. Is maybe he it? does yoga with him. Maybe. Fuck it, that DDP yoga is like the shit though. Yeah, you know I mean, but I uh, ended up I just spent most of my money uh, meeting uh, um, George Romero because um, I. Went through the line, it was, Zach's birthday was coming up, and he had, at one point, loaned me, uh, The Crazies, the original The Crazies, oh, yeah. on VHS. So I took it there with me, but I only took the sleeve, and I got George Romero to sign the VHS sleeve to, uh, The Crazies for Zach for his birthday, and I also got my own signature and picture taken with him. Uh, he too was kind of a jerk. Uh, Aaron, uh, Michelle's brother. Yeah. Had uh, uh, said there was a he told me he said Night of the Living Dead was the first horror movie I've ever watched. George Romero's response was, uh, I was like, cool. I was like, hey, come on. I mean, and Aaron was young at the time, like, he was, he's a kid. I get yeah. that he's probably heard that a lot. I get sh- it. Yeah, I can understand he probably hears that a if lot. If he said it to me, it'd be one thing. It was like, I, you know, I had the time. But all he has to say is, you know, thank you. Thank you. That's not, but it wasn't even that. It was just like, it was a really nonchalant. Kind of like, like uh huh. It was, yeah. It, it was 7,000 other people. Exactly. It was like, like he, you... he gave two shits about it. Yeah. And it bummed me out. I was like, man, I mean, he's a kid. Just fake it for him, at least. Yeah. For him. Like, if, for if him. I had said that and he said that to me, I wouldn't take too much into it. Just because. Still, you look like a jerk, but whatever. I mean, at least I'm an adult, whatever. Yeah. For a kid, though. like That's horse shit. Yeah. I was really bummed out by that. Don't get me wrong, I'll still watch Order Harris movies. Oh, yeah. You know, every single fucking you know, time <laughs> puts one out. Yeah. Um, but still. I'm just waiting for the next Of the Dead movie, though. Oh, yeah. I don't know if he'll ever do another one, though, because uh, last one he did, Survival of the Dead. Didn't do very well. Oh, yeah. Um, I haven't seen that one. It was not bad. It was kind of boring. Was it? Uh, I still... And everybody hated the movie. I, I like Diary of the Dead. Yeah, I've heard I've heard mixed. But it I was found footage. Uh, some of the found footage didn't work really well because the footage looked really, really fucking professional. Uh, like, really, 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 I really... That. It's like, it's found footage movie. Why does this look so clean? And like they, Especially, they, like, they, like, Paranormal Activity when they did VHS tapes. And it was like pure HD. It's like, come on, guys! <laughs> like you could at least put fake or clips the in movie, it. Uh, the movie VHS. Yeah, same thing. It's like, oh, let's watch these VHS tapes, but then it's crystal clear. Yeah, and I was like, um, I don't. Know, I think they forgot what VHS was. Yeah, but that's what I get. But at the same time, it's like you can fake it a little bit. Speaking of which, okay. I have to discuss this. Okay. 
I went to go see Paranormal Activity of the Ghost Dimension. Oh, yay. How was that? It was goddamn fucking awful. I kind of figured. It pissed me off. I was so... This was the first time me and Michelle uh, went... It's a tradition of us that we go every Halloween whenever it was out on Halloween uh, to go see it. Because uh, it's also our, our wedding anniversary. So we're like, okay, we'll, we'll see a movie. So, so actually we went Sunday uh, to see it. And we watched it. And as soon as it was over, I looked over her. She looked at me and she's like, that was really stupid. And I was like, that was really, really, really stupid. I hate how much they digressed. Because that's the thing. Like, I was already had an issue with the movies anyways. Because the first one I thought, uh, and people can say what they will about it, I thought it was genius. It was great. Because they, every it was since, innovative. They're like, oh, you know, Blair Witch, Blair Witch Project uh, revolutionized found footage. Like, no, it started found footage. Yeah. Fucking Paranormal Activity revolutionized it. Yeah. Made it what it is now. And it was, it used it really, really well. Yeah. Uh, of course, there's parts in it. Because that's the problem with any found footage movie. It's, uh, it's, okay, why are they filming? At this point, why are they still filming all this? You know? Yeah. But once you move past that, you're fine. And then they moved on and they did the second one. I thought it was a clever take. Uh, it was interesting to do kind of the prequel sequel. Yeah, it was kind of interesting. Um, and it, it had scary moments. Uh, third one, go further back to when they were kids, but they ruined everything with mm-hmm. that one. Because if you remember in the second one, they talked about, like, I remember you didn't talk, talk uh, you know, uh, her, her sister was talking to Katie, was like, like, I remember you didn't talk for months, and uh, it was all, you know, upset about it. And mom acted really weird, and so on. You watch that movie, and it ends with, spoiler alert, uh, Katie and Chrissy's mother dying, right. getting tossed down the stairs, yeah. and uh, their stepfather getting bent in half by Toby, the fucking demon. I'm Toby. Yeah, oh, Jesus Christ. And it was, for me, I was like, okay, there's a lot of problems with this. First of all, there was not one part of the movie where she didn't talk. Yeah. Okay. She was talking the, the entire time. The entire time. <clears throat> uh, second of all, the mother was absolutely lovingly normal. Yeah. The stepfather was a great stepfather. And both girls saw him bent in half by something that wasn't there. I don't care how much you repress anything. That's going to leave a mark. You're going to remember that. The coven disappeared, made it go away. And they may, and then <laughs> and then in the fourth one, uh, I was so mad. I woke Michelle up. I was so mad at that movie. Because she had went to bed. Yeah. And I finished the movie. And as we were sitting there, she would seen it before me. Because I refused to go see it. After the third one, I refused to go see another one. Um, in theaters. And then, yeah, I did. But, uh, so we went to... I watched it. And I'm like... Halfway through it, I'm like, if... The main... See, this is how bad it is. You don't, I don't remember half the characters' names. But I was like, if <laughs> uh, if the main Survivor girl's little brother ends up being Hunter, I'm going to be pissed off. Yep. <clears throat> and it turns out, holy fuck, he is. <laughs> yep. He turns out that he, they adopted him. It was Hunter. Not the weird little kid that kept coming over. That was just some other random little weird kid little living kid. with Katie. And so, 
I remember after the movie it was over and they said, oh, and Katie came and took Hunter back. I walked in and said, what the fuck? I was so mad. So I was like, what? I said, he was the... Hunter was went up for adoption. Katie just, what? Just, oh, I'm going to put him up for adoption. That's normal. I'm perfectly normal. This missing child is up for adoption. You're out of your fucking mind. There's no backstory explaining that. Nope. It pissed me off so much. And then all those witches all of a sudden just appeared out of nowhere. Yeah. I was like, uh, what? And then the fifth one, which was the marked ones. Yeah, wasn't it like a bridge movie? It was supposedly like a spinoff. They said it wouldn't have anything to do with the other ones other than it'd be ghosts. Problem is, it loops back around into the first one. Right, that's what I'd heard. Because in the fifth one, in the marked ones, they introduce time travel. Yeah. A horror movie introduces time travel as a main plot point. And then they try to exploit it in this one. It's so mind-numbingly stupid. Hunter goes back in time. Makes sense. Uh, naturally. I mean, as of you course, do. As you do. Uh, and he gets sacrificed. They don't even explain. He's just in one of the videos from 1988. And they're like, oh, that's the kid. Oh my god, that's Hunter. We see him because they found a missing child report. And it's like, okay, what do they do with him? That's it. Because he was the focus. He was the reason for the first two, three movies, if you really, four movies, if you want to really think about it. He was the main focus of it. And this sort of like, oh yeah, there he is. That's it. Yay. The whole (laughs) point of this was, this movie was to get Toby a human body. Being Hunter. No. No? That's too too obvious? Yeah. That would make sense. You would think so. But no. Uh, the point, they end up doing uh, what they, they find a camera that looks into the, you can actually see Toby, which ruins everything. Because the scariest part of Paranormal Activity, or any ghost film, um, is not knowing. Is not knowing. You don't see it coming. You don't see what's there. You don't see what's causing the damage or the, you know, the terror. This, you fucking see it all coming. Yeah. And the only thing that happens is cheap jump scares. I'm talking cheap jump scares. And, uh... Yeah. Not once did I jump in that movie. Not once. It was so dumb. And the, it says, and they said before this kind of like, this is the end of it. This is going to answer all your questions. It didn't answer goddamn <laughs> fucking jack shit. I'm so mad about this movie. <laughs> because I had so much faith in the first one. Had the cleverest... Uh, uh, marketing. It was revolutionary for what it was. Well, it made horror movies fun to see again. What I loved about the first one was, like, honestly, like, we know, because we're adults, but, like, if you're younger, you kind of don't know if it's real or not. There were adults I didn't know it wasn't yeah. real. They're called stupid, but, I mean... Yeah, but, I mean, but, but it was good enough to be, like, this yeah. feels real. Was this real? Because, like, there's, there's... Of course, there are also people that thought Cloverfield might have been real. Wait, it wasn't? Uh, That's a special breed of stupid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, like, like, to me, it was it was such a good job with such a low budget. That what was it? Twelve thousand dollars? I think it was seventeen. But Something... I mean, how much was the camera? Exactly, the, the camera, camera was the, probably the most expensive part of the movie. Yeah, well, and they had and they um... Katie Featherston and uh, the guy that played Mika, which I believe his name was actually Mika. Mika yeah, uh, 
Which, can we say that he was a fucking asshole? He wasn't an asshole. He was, he was a jerk. Such a I was glad he died. Dick, yeah. Fuck him. And Katie's hot. Mm-hmm. Which ending did you like the best? Uh, well, I was partial to the very original one. The, the one where the cops show up? Yes, yeah, because that would have ended that, that would have ended the series. It would have not been a sequel. Um, if I remember correctly, before they sold it, Wes Craven suggested that they change it. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> and I think he saw what most people saw. Um, ser- a series, a yeah. franchise. That they Which, could honestly, if they would have just done two or three, that would have been fine. If they ended it, it could have been great. They really thought, like, oh, this is going to be the next Saw. You know why Saw worked? To an extent. It worked because, I mean, it was a serial killer. It was like Halloween. It was not exactly like I'm not but, saying compare them. No, but like it had that it had feel a of physical a killer. Um, that I mean, and you can always do inventive things. Like there was very limited things which you could do with this, and they ran the course after the second one. Yeah. I uh, now in the third one there were some clever moments. Um, it and was, it whenever they did the uh, they put it on the fan, uh, and had it go back and forth, and then it went, and then all of a sudden there was oh a kid in the sheet, and then it just dropped. That was really clever and creepy, but that was where the that's where the cleverness stopped. Yeah, um, it was. It became such a disappointment, and I really hope they never make another one. Yeah, there's no need for it. There's anymore. not. There's hardly any <clears throat> horror movies anymore, and that was the last good one. Yeah, this is way off topic, which makes sense. The speaking of the third paranormal activity movie, the babysitter, the girl that plays the babysitter. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you've ever seen video game high school. Never seen that. Um, the main girl in it, um, Jenna, something I forget her character name now, but she plays the babysitter in that movie. Oh, really? When I was watching that the first time, because um, I, I followed Freddie Freddie W on YouTube, and I saw Video Game High School, and I watched the first season on YouTube, and fucking loved it. It's so much fun. Um, I saw her, and I was like, man, she looks familiar. <clears throat> what else has she been in? I saw something else. I saw her in, and I saw Paranormal Activity. And I was like, I guess that was her. Like it just. You never see her close up, so it's hard to tell. But yeah, like it's her. It's fun. Like it just makes me laugh. Um, yeah, because that was another thing. Like they, I mean, not huge stars, but like they got people you recognize. Yeah, they had people that were nor like actors, not huge actors, but good actors, and that thing that helps too because you put in a big name in there for a found footage movie. And, and it also kind of built some of the actors up that didn't have anything. Katie Featherston yeah. went on to do um, uh, the River. Yeah, and it's actually about it. I don't think she's really done anything else. Not really. She's not a terrible actor. She's not Which, a I love actress. that show. That was a really good show. I wish they would have done more. Yeah, but... I don't know. I guess it was fine that they didn't, but... Yeah. I just I love that essentially the ending is, well, they're never getting out. Yeah, it's Which like... it's fine, but... Like, honestly, it's... Instead of, like, the end, it was like, they're fucked. <laughs> Forever. Forever. Until they die. But it's okay. I love that show. The guy they... The guy they... Oh, exactly. You so see the good. river change. Oh. So good, but it's okay, you know, because the main guy they're searching for can start fucking fires with his hands. Yeah, and nobody will question it. Flame on, flame on. Jesus Christ, man! <laughs> that it was so weird. I had only uh, I started watching it, and then uh, I got to that bit where they see him on camera, and they, he's just like he puts his hands together and shakes them, and then fire, fire, and it's like. And nobody reacted to that. Like oh, there he is. That's what they were like. He's alive. It's like, he started a fire with his hands, guys. Like, you should probably question that. Let's, let's, uh, you know, and then they find him but, in a cocoon. Yeah. 
God, and then so again, creepy. they don't question that either. I'm like, yeah. you found him in a cocoon, guys. Like, yeah, that's weird. The dude is a fire starter. In a cocoon. In a fl- you know, and, He's uh, going to yeah. turn into a butterfly. A butterfly. <laughs> he <can> start <laughs> I almost said fly. And I'll tell you why I almost said fly. <laughs> uh, do you remember in the fly too? Yeah. Do you remember that he cocooned himself? Yeah. Like, do, do flies do that? I didn't think they did that. No. When I was, even as a kid, I was watching. I was like, I don't think they do that. Larvas do. Yeah, but he wasn't a, a fly. He was a fly. <laughs> yeah, I always thought that was kind of weird. That was a that was a that was an okay movie. Yeah, I love I love. Oh, Cronenberg's uh, first one. Yeah. Oh God, dude, that's genius. Oh, it's so much fun. Jeff Goldblum. He was so good. I hate the original though. Yeah, it's terrible. Yeah, I. I've seen it. Help me. Help it's, me. Yeah, it's fine. I just, I love Goldblum so much. I think it's all with the A's or what it is. Yeah, this is when you see but it. But Goldblum in that, it was so good, dude. I actually just got it on Blu-ray. Yeah. Um, I can't wait for... It was like six ninety nine on Blu-ray. It's not bad. I was like, yeah, I'll take that. I can't wait for Goldblum to come back for um, Independence Day 2. Oh, I know, dude. I, I just really hope Will Smith comes back. Like... I had always heard a rumor that he had, uh, when they wrote their script originally for Independence Day 2, that he was going to be the president. And I'm like, that'd be cool, I I'm guess. Okay with that. I mean, I know Bill Pullman's going to be in it, yeah, too, I know Bill so. Pullman's going to be in it. I, I had heard they were trying to get Randy Quaid in it. That'd be, I don't know how. But he's too busy being fucking bananas. <laughs> I think they've come up with a new term for him. <laughs> yeah, he's being Randy. Yeah, he's just, he's just, yeah. God, man. What a weirdo he is. Like, <laughs> it's like the Illuminati's after me. They're making me not pay my taxes. <laughs> it's like, sir, you didn't pay your taxes. That's what happened. That's, yeah. That's why people are after you. That's why the law is after you. <laughs> you don't know any kind of weird secrets. You're just fucking insane. And your wife is fucking insane, too. I feel bad for Dennis. Yeah. Like, he's related to him. Poor guy. This crew's not going to be the same either anymore. No. I don't know. It's... Independence Day 2 is going to be an okay movie, though. I think it'll, I think it'll be fun. Because the first... I mean, okay. Let's face it. Independence Day was not a great movie. No. It was a dumb action movie. It's, it's one of the only disaster movies that was entertaining. Mm-hmm. Because, like, 2012... Was... I always have an issue whenever you put John Cusack in the lead of anything. Yeah. He's not a terrible actor. No. He's just not the lead. Not I, since I, the 80s. Yeah. 80s was his prime. <laughs> Which he did okay in the movie, uh, what was it, Identity? Was that him? Yeah, he was, was in that. Ray Liotta was in that. Um, wow, I don't remember him in that movie. I think Forrest Whitaker was in that too. It was a really oddball movie. Yeah. Uh, very interesting, and I thought he did well in that. It was like raining the entire time. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> what was the other thing? 1408? Yeah, that was that was good. I never liked that movie. I liked it. See, a lot of people, I you know, I always was it like my favorite movie. I, I feel like I was always in the uh, minority on that because I didn't like it. A lot of people I always talk to liked that movie a lot. Yeah, um, I liked it. I think it. I, I thought the it was, ending. It wasn't was terrible. Weird. I'm not saying that it was awful. Like I, if I loathe it, I just never dug it. It is not yeah. my thing. The ending was weird to me. It was fine, but I just like it's yeah. Stephen King too. Yeah. If I remember right, yeah, it's, it is. It's not about Stephen King for a second, man. That guy is. He's out there. Yeah, that's a like weird... I love his books, but not all of them. But I still have the one that you borrowed. Let me borrow. I haven't read it yet. The um... eleven twenty two. Yeah, I still really really want to read that they're, too. They're, did, did you know they're making a Hulu show? Out of I that? heard that. Yeah, that and sounds James Franco terrifying to me that they're gonna do that. 
Yeah. I'm going to watch it. Uh, and they're Franco's doing... a weird choice to me, but I think he fits the role. Franco's a weird choice for any movie. But I feel like if they make him look a little older, like they age him a little bit, he'll he's, he'll be good. He's not a bad actor. I mean, he always gets... I'm excited to see how he does it. Because, yeah. Because it's him, Stephen King, and Abrams. J.J. is going to be an executive producer, I believe, along with Stephen King. I forget who's directing it. Um, I guess I can look it up. Hopefully, hopefully not Stephen King. No, I don't think he is. What, did, what was his movie that he did? Um, he Did he direct Maximum Overdrive? No. Um, God, I don't remember. It was the one about the trucks that came to life. I think oh, it was Maximum God. Overdrive. Yeah, I think so. Uh, it had Emilio Estevez in it, and he directed it, or he wrote the screenplay to it. Because like, he opened up the movie with... He is like, sometimes when you want something done right, you got to do it yourself. And then that movie fit, you know, it was <laughs> awful. I was like, congratulations, Stephen King. Your books make terrible movies. Yeah. Kevin McDonald and James Strong are directing it. Well, I'm not familiar with either of them. Yeah. Bridget Carpenter, Stephen King, Brian Nelson, Quentin Peoples are the writers. Um, and then J.J. Abrams is a producer. They're doing... um. And they're still remaking it. Yeah, I heard about that. They keep that movie's been going on though for a while. Yeah, they're trying know. to do it, uh, but they can never keep like a director on or a writer. Um, I think right now they've had the same writer for a couple of years. Who's been writing it and getting it together? Uh, they have uh, their Pennywise the clown. Who's playing him? Uh, I, again, I can't remember his name. I, I'm not even positive I can pronounce it. I remember it's kind of a... I think it's a difficult name to pronounce. But it's uh, the kid that played in We Are the Millers. As the dorky kid. Played in the Maze Runner Will as Poulter. well. That's it. It was not that difficult. I feel stupid now. Um, Will Poulter, yes. Uh, he's playing Pennywise the Clown. Which will be interesting. Yeah, that'll be strange. But... I mean, I, there's a lot of Stephen King movies that I do enjoy, which is hard to say because when I say that, people are going to be like, oh, you, he probably likes Langoliers or something, which is it's awful. Uh, Don't I, you dare tell me that Dreamcatcher is one of them. Oh, God, no. Um, I really like um, <clears throat> Ro, uh, Rose Red. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's a silly movie. Dude, I forgot about I mean, that when, when your intro to the book and intro to the movie is this man lives in this house and he talks to all the ghosts. And then he's like, seriously? Like, leave, leave alone. Like, that's how he talks to the ghosts. It's like, I love this movie. It's so much fun. It's I forgot stupid. that was even a thing. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, the other one is... Salem's Lot. Salem's Lot, yeah. Um, which my dad told me, like, he... he, uh, he uh, When he was younger, when he read that the first time, it creeped him out. I've always heard the books really... That and that, that's really creepy. Um, what's, your, what's the one with the car? Uh, Christine. Yeah, he said that one was interesting. That one, I, I, I've never had a desire. He's never seen any of them, I don't think. He's just read them. I've, I've seen Christine. It's been a while since I've seen it. Uh, Timmy, I don't remember a whole lot about it, but yeah. um, the fact that it was about a car. Yeah, it's kind of. That comes alive. I was like, eh, all right. Whatever. It's a lamp monster. Ooh. <laughs> You're not even trying anymore, are you? Huh? Nope. All right, here's your paycheck. Um, the but no, like one of my all time favorite Stephen King adaptations is The Stand. It's a strange story in general Stand. about the the cross country trip and the devil. Oh, I've never seen that. Man. Yeah, the devil wears uh, essentially. Wait, they made that into a movie? Miniseries. 
Yeah, the devil wears blue jeans in that book. Like anytime when you see him, he's just wearing blue jeans. I mean, is that just? Is he's it, just weird. Is that the thing? That's what he. That's what the devil wears. Like he's not even. He's just guy. Is a person at least? Yeah, he's a person, but like he's always like wearing denim all the time. Like that's kind of strange. Like they make that a focus. Like he's wearing. Like there's times where you just see his pants, because they don't want to show you what he looks like. Well, that sounds insane. Yeah, it's it's strange, but I still enjoy it. Um, I know they're doing Dark Tower. Yeah, movies. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, but that had Molly Ringwald in it, and Gary Sinise. Yeah, Molly Gary Ringwald. Sinise. Yeah, she's be really attractive. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Gary Sinise was in it too. Gary Sinise, that I like that dude a lot. Um, you yeah. know, actually, there was a rumor. Um. Before uh, uh, they had hired the actor to play Norman Osborn yeah. in uh, Amazing Spider-Man 2, that Gary Sinise was supposed to play Norman Osborn. Hmm. I was like, that was interesting. Yeah. I like him a lot. I like pretty much anything he does. Yeah. He's always fun. He, he doesn't... I don't think he gets enough credit for what he does. Like, yeah. um, But he was. Re- he's always been really good. I'm, one thing I always remember him in... Uh, and most people automatically go to Forrest Gump. Of course. I go to Of Mice and Men. Oh, wow, yeah. Uh, I thought that was really... Him and John Malkovich in that movie. God, I need to watch that again. It's been so long. It's heartbreaking. Yeah. Um, but no, I think Gary Sinise is an actor. He's one of those actors, like... like there, there's a few actors, like, you look at and you're like, they need a Marvel movie in their life. You know, like, uh, you know, Bruce Willis, I think, needs a Marvel movie in his life. Yeah. To fix it. Uh, Gary Sinise I think does Robert Downey Jr. needed it yeah you know what I mean <laughs> that's kind of what I'm saying like they, whenever like they, you know you say they need a Marvel movie Robert Downey Jr. Was, it's funny how many people don't realize how bad his life was before that movie exactly like, and not that, like, not that his life was bad like his choices <laughs> well he made terrible but he was on the mend but his yeah. his reputation was fucking shot yeah he had no like like no one wanted to give him work really. no and, uh, he had Disney. work when he was in the 80s Mm-hmm. Like with with uh, because he, he did a movie with Sutherland Kiefer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they did like an eighties movie, and then he I think I can't remember what his last real big one he did was, but he did um, I think it was Chaplin. I think it was one of the last ones he did where he was still oh, famous. Yeah. Uh, really, really well acted, really good movie. But he um, but after that he fell off the face of the earth because of all the drugs and everything he did. And bravo to him that he, you know, he changed to, his life for the better. Come out of it. Uh, and I remember uh, whenever they first announced Iron Man, they're like, uh, Robert Downey Jr. going to play Tony Stark. I'm like, fucking Robert Downey Jr.? Yeah. What a weird choice. And, uh, and then surprisingly, and perfect surprise, choice. He was, he was perfect choice for because Robert Downey Jr. is Tony Stark. He is. Like, he like, fits that in Sherlock so well. It was such a fight, too, to get him to play... Um, Tony Stark because Paramount and Marvel didn't want him to be a part of it because they thought one he's a little too old two his reputation is not good but John Favreau was adamant he is like he is Tony Stark he will do the best job for the movie yeah and he, John Favreau was right that's another thing John Favreau if they ever make another Iron Man he needs to come back to the series yeah um, because we saw what happens whenever they get another director Shane Black oh Jesus to fuck it up hey it's Christmas of course. <laughs> Every flipping Is it Christmas? Movie. It must be a Shane Black movie. Yep. Die Hard? It must be Shane Black. Um, you know, Let It Snow. 
<laughs> let it snow and let, let it snow. Let it snow harder. Let it snow too. Snow harder. Oh God, I love my mother. They um. It's <laughs> a very secluded joke. There, no one knows but my friends. Um. Uh, but that's a you know like, that's what they did. They aren't going to make an Iron Man four. The way I understand it, either they're going to. Uh, I just guess they're done making. I guess Avengers, yeah, I, I Avengers, Age, or Avengers, Infinity War Part Two is going to be like his last one. Last go, uh, go at the Iron Man character. Yeah, I mean, because I, I don't think he's gonna. I don't know if he's gonna wear the suit at all in the next one. In Civil War. Yeah, I don't think he will. I don't see a reason he should. Uh, he is actually. Is he? Okay. Because he's gonna wear the bleeding edge armor. Oh, okay. That's fine. I understand about. Um. But yeah, I mean, I think after that though, I think he's done. Whether they re-sign him because Tony Stark is, or not Tony Stark, Robert Downey Jr. Just wanted to wants to keep going, I guess. But um, can they really make another Iron Man movie? I mean, I'll go see it. They could, I guess, but I mean, they've already got such a wealth of other characters to exploit. They, they do, and his, I mean, how many other villains does he have? Because really, Iron Man doesn't have a lot of. They single... can do a proper Mandarin. Yeah, oh, I heard they're bringing him back for another movie. I'd heard that too because after they did uh, the one shot, the one the Marvel one shot, they did um, the King. Uh, all hail, all hail the King, all hail the King. Um, but I heard, I heard he's going to be the the main villain in like uh, Luke Cage or something. That'd be interesting. One of the Marvel or Iron Netflix shows or Iron Fist. I heard, I, but I've heard they're getting rid of Iron Fist. I had heard that too. For that, uh, I Moon. keep hearing going back and forth on that. What's the other guy's name? Moon Knight? Moon Knight and Iron Fist. I heard that they first were just going to do Iron Fist. And then I heard they weren't anymore. And then I heard they were going to do Moon Knight and Iron Fist. Yeah, because I just heard they were going to... They, they got rid of Iron Fist and they're just doing a Moon Knight show. Well, now they're doing what's next when they're coming out? Jessica Jones and Luke Cage. Jessica Jones comes out be, it's this, gonna, this Jessica year. Jessica Jones and Luke Cage are going to be introduced in it. Yeah, and then he'll have his own show on, on show. Netflix in And then they're going to do the Defenders. But they can't do the Defenders without Iron Fist, really. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Um, but, uh, I mean, no, that, that, uh, I'm excited for Daredevil Season 2. Yeah. Uh, Joe, uh, John Barenthal playing yeah, that's uh, gonna be awesome. Frank Castle, because they're not calling the Punisher yet. No. He's just Frank Castle. That's going to be awesome, though. He's going to be brilliant. Yeah, it's still showing up on IMDb, Iron Fist in 2016, but... That doesn't always mean anything. Now, what do you think? Because they're very close together. Uh, Civil War and... Uh, I guess it's not close together anymore, is it? They moved it to next December, I think. Uh, as I say, Batman v Superman. Or is that next summer? That's, yeah. I, guess I thought that got moved a couple times. Yeah, I think it's next summer. Um, but who's going to win that, you think? Civil War, or Batman v Superman. Honestly, I think it'll be I think it'll be DC. I do too. Just because it's new. Yep. Something unique. We've never seen Batman for because well, and the biggest thing for this is this is a Batman that's done. This is essentially a retired Batman, mm-hmm. and he comes out of retirement because of what happens to the people in his company. People, people he cares about exactly because essentially he stopped being Batman. He is now full time Bruce Wayne. Being the the company CEO, and he's done as far as I know, like he's done, and and this situation 
causes him to come back because Superman is it's danger. He is. He's he's. I mean, I, I think Batman sees the good he's trying to do, but he's got to. I mean, he's got to keep him in check. Yeah, and I do feel like they're gonna push that that boundary for Superman where he's kind of on the edge of you know what? Like I'm pretty much a god, so. You guys can go screw yourself. So who's going to be the villain of the movie, though? Honestly. The full villain? I don't know. I've always heard... Because um, I know it's not Luther. They no. They it's not going to be Luther. I've heard uh, that Michael Shannon returns as Zod, but Zod becomes... Doomsday. Doomsday. Yeah, which would be fantastic if they could pull that... Like, if they do that, pull that out, Doomsday would be such a fun villain. Especially, no. especially with Justice League possibly coming around. Yep. I know they talk, or they're still talking about it or filming or whatever. But I had also heard, like, they said, uh, yeah, he'd be in this one, and then, I guess, Brainiac might be the villain of the Justice, the first Justice League movie. I'm okay with that. I'm like, yeah, I get it. That's fine. It'll be okay. They can talk. They could do that. But, uh... I want to see MODOK in a movie. <laughs> I don't care. I want to see MODOK in a movie. One movie. Give me MODOK. Or, honestly, honestly, they did, um... Who was the in in Captain America Winter Soldier? Um, not Baron Zemo. They did as another Captain America villain. They did where he had transferred his consciousness to the computer and talked to him. And I can't remember now who it was. Um, I can't remember. But I thought that was a really clever way they did the character because the character himself is a uh, robot with um like a, a computer screen on him with the guy's face in it. Yeah. Um, and that's what they did. This only wasn't a giant body. It was just the uh, character's face. Um, Winter Soldier, man, that was a, that's something that like revitalized Captain America. Oh, because, yeah. Because, uh, yeah, Captain America, the first Avenger was so boring. It was. I mean, it was still good though. Like, honestly, like it, it wasn't was, terrible. It was a good movie. It was just, but, like, so, Red Skull was so boring. See, to me, it wasn't that it was boring. It was that they didn't give him anything to do. He was, he was, he, he wouldn't even, he wouldn't really even sinister. He's supposed to be no. scary. It was just like, well, I'm gonna do this. Well, no, you're not. Well, yes, I am. But, you know, you're not. Well, yes, rawr. Holy <laughs> shit, you have a Red Skull for a face. Haha, oh, I'm dead. That was it. We just reenacted the whole movie, <laughs> man. The whole plot with Red Skull. He didn't do anything. He talked. To me, Red Skull was just a point of explanation. He was just exposition. That's all he was. He was a way to get Captain America to the end of the movie, so that way we could set up the Avengers. So he could be frozen and then come back and be like, oh, you're in modern day now. Yeah. I don't know why Samuel Jackson turned into a cowboy, but he did. <laughs> For this howdy. explanation. He just was like, howdy, and it just pulls off his eye. <laughs> Patch, howdy. Oh man, um, you think he'll come back for any of the other ones? I mean, he's got to, right? I, yeah, he will. I think, I mean, to me, Samuel Jackson loves that role, anyways. Well, I mean, it was made for him, literally. Like, the original one wasn't, no, but, the original the one, one because they changed it in the ultimate universe. The guy that wrote that drew it made it as Samuel Jackson, yeah, because he, I remember he had called him, I had heard this, uh, it was after, uh, uh, after the movie came out because people were like. Like, oh my god, he looks exactly like the comic book character. But then it came out after that, they're like, yeah, it's because we asked Sam Jackson permission <laughs> for, to his use his, for his likeness for the role. And damn it if it wasn't amazing. Exactly. And it worked out, too. See, I feel like he would not be a jackass in real life. Like, I no, feel like I think he'd be funny. Fun. Because you look at 
especially with Kingsman, the villain he played in that was, was amazing. So uh, another story that I love is him being Mace Windu. And then he turned into such like a nerd. He did. And what I love about it is, is they were just going to give him a normal lightsaber, like a green one or a blue one. He's like, I want mine to be and, purple. And he was like, I mean, I'm special. I'm, I'm Mace Windu. I should get my own lightsaber. I want a purple lightsaber because purple is his favorite color. And George Lucas was like not down for it at first. No, he didn't want to do it because it was for, for green and Jedi. Blue. It was green and blue. And that's all you get. Green for, for Apprentice and blue for... But he's not wrong. That was that'd be boring. Like, yeah, it's that's and especially like after that happened, like all the lore changed, all the games changed. Like with Knights of the Old Republic, you get Kodor, but you can make your own lightsaber. You can use all these colors: you get silver, greens, blues, reds, silvers, purples, yellows, yellows. Yeah, all these different tints and hues, and it's, it makes it so much more interesting. Exactly, um, everyone's unique. It's like, and I love playing through some of like the older games when you're playing as something like the uh, the Twilix Jedi. Um, oh yeah, where she holds it backwards, mm-hmm. and it's like a greenish yellow. Yeah, I love her. Like she was one of my favorite ones to play on whatever game it was on, um, like Battlefront or something. Like yeah, that. I think, yeah. <clears throat> but but she like that was fun. Like you imagine if they would have just stuck with that, if Lucas would have been nope, blues, greens, and reds. It's all we have for lightsaber colors. Which I mean, it very well could be that way now too. Just depends. Um, yeah, I, I am very excited for this movie. Um, I'm just curious, like what they're gonna do talk about force awakens yeah i don't know like my my theory and just this is all based off of minuscule information just based off the trailers i haven't read anything haven't looked into much else just what i know of the trailers my theory is that the girl is han and leia's kid the boy is um londo's lando's kid with whoever's mom i don't give a shit she has to be a jedi though because he holds a lightsaber <laughs> that's kind of what I worry about though because um but I want them to get together at the end and then Han and Lando could be brothers <laughs> I just want that it'd be amazing and I think Luke is is a uh, Sith I, th- I I think that too I think um what you hear of him in the well it's borrowed very heavily from Revenge of the Je- or Return of the Jedi rather yeah um original names and they were yeah <laughs> original names um Revenge of the Jedi but uh you know while it's borrowed heavily from there there are bits of original in there uh, and he sounds very dark. Yeah, like it's almost like the scene I see in my head is him with R two, and one of the kids finds him, and like, like Leia's kid, yeah, finds him, and he's just like kind of telling her about him and about his family, and it kind of goes off into that dark place. See, I th- I think too. Um, they they show the scene in the latest trailer. Uh, can, which can we fucking congratulate them? They broke the goddamn internet. They did. They outsold uh, the last Hunger Games, which held the record for um, uh, early ticket sales. Yeah. Uh, for, for no, for midnight release sales. Okay. Um, they held the record for that. Uh, roughly two months before the release of Star Wars: The Force Awakens, it outsold it eight times over. That's awesome. And <laughs> broke the internet because I, I even asked because I got my ticket uh, for it, which 
it's the first time I'll go see a, th- a 3D movie on the first showing. Yeah, I hate that it's only in 3D. Yeah. IMAX, but I'll, it's worth it. I, see, I didn't even get the IMAX. It sold out before I could get it. Oh, really? I've got regular 3D. Oh, I'm sorry. Bummed me out, too. I was like, well, if I'm going to go IMAX, or if I'm going to go 3D, I might as well do IMAX. By the time I got on there we, to do we, it, it was sold out. We bought our tickets for the 18th. Did you? So yeah, I bought mine on the 17th. Okay, yeah. I bought mine for the 18th. Midnight, midnight showing on the 17th. Yeah, ours is the 18th. 17th, 18th, whatever they yeah, were. Yeah, ours is the 18th at 11 p.m. Okay. So, um, but it's it's the 3D IMAX at Southern Plaza. See, it, uh, but I, uh, uh, I worry that in this movie, I don't want them to do like, oh, this is so-and-so's, you know, kid. Oh, this is so-and-so's kid. Oh, this is so, I don't want them to do that. I don't want them to explain who it is. No. I want to find out. But even then, I don't think everybody should be somebody's kid. I think they should just be people that are there. Yeah. Um, but you got to have a way to bring in... The the girl, I, I think we can pretty much agree, will very likely be Han and Leia's kid, at least. I think so. Um, Bardoga, Bar... Bar... I can't remember that guy's name. The one that's the stormtrooper that's yeah. facing down Kylo Ren. Yeah. Um... He, I, he, he I don't know who he's gonna end up being, but I want him to be Lando's Lando's kid, but I don't think he will be. I don't either. It's, it's, it's I, I want it. Wishful thinking. Yeah, because I want I want Billy D. Williams to come back. Because I think he's gonna be back. I think I know he's gonna be back, but like to me, it's like I want him in it so bad. Like I just want that to be the reason. But I, like his kid's in it, so he's in it. <laughs> I, mean, I was trying to say that. I forgot this earlier. Um, in the trailer, uh, there's a scene where uh, Han says. The Jedi, everything. It's all true. When he goes through that, I think that scene's going to be like the exposition drop in the movie. Yeah. I think uh, we're going to find out what happened, and I think we'll, in that scene we'll also find out what happens to Luke Yeah. after the events of Return of the Jedi. Um, I do think he goes... See, people are saying that they think he's Kylo Ren. But they hired an actor to play Kylo well, Ren. My my thing against that is is the build is different. First of all, not only that, but like as, as a character, I don't see how Luke, if he did turn into a villain, why he would hide his face. Yeah, like he he's not afraid. And I don't necessarily why because I mean... he he is at that point at the end of the third at the end of the third episode six, he's the baddest mofo in the galaxy. Exactly. Why would he hide his face? Hide his face. Who cares? Exactly. He's, if he's gone bad, he'll just kill everybody. And that's it, it, that's another. I'm not sure that he's necessarily bad. No, I think he. I think he's gone rogue. Yes, like, I, I want to say like he's Sith, neutral. I, I say Sith, lack of a better term, but like honestly, it's more like he's gone rogue, where he's just kind of like he's seen the evil on both sides. It's kind of like I guess it'd be like PTSD for for Jedi. Sure, where he's just like everything sets him off. He's gonna be dark. He'll do whatever he has to do. And it's gonna be really frantic. He's really intense now, but I think um, I think it'd be cool if if he restarted the Jedi Council. Yes, and then like this is the explanation. Like after the third movie, restarts the Jedi Council. Stuff goes ornery, trying to rebuild it, and it's it's they make like a democracy where they vote. They have a council and they vote like normal. And something sets him off, and he's like, yeah, you know what, I'm done. And he goes into hiding, like he's like, I can't deal with this anymore. Kind of like like with Yoda, just leaves. And goes back into hiding somewhere. And hell, maybe he's on Dagobah. We have no idea. I also think it's cool that they're touching on the fact that, yeah, they blew up the Death Star in Return of the Jedi. Mm-hmm. It doesn't end the Empire. The Empire is still fucking strong. Oh, yeah. It, it just was, gets rid it of... It was a huge victory. It gets rid of their 
their leader because somebody else takes his place. Yeah, it gets rid of their ace up their sleeve. Mm-hmm. They had the emperor and and Darth, and Darth Vader. Vader, and now and that's another reason they're also saying that Kylo Ren is going to be uh, Luke. They say because uh, he has Darth Vader's head. Yeah, but I've heard the rumor I've heard is that Kylo Ren was like a like a Darth Vader fanboy, mm-hmm. <clears throat> like he he followed maybe not say not Darth Vader but at least Sith. Yeah, and Darth Vader was like the well, shit. Yeah, like he <clears throat> he followed them apparently Empire so much, and like he set out to finish what he started, mm-hmm. and so the idea of him becoming that like that's why he wears the outfit is in like an honor of. The, and see, that's what, that's why I always took it as I always thought that's what they were gonna do with it. Uh, but then people are saying, oh, it's, you know, Darth Vader, it's uh, Luke Skywalker because he has his head. And they think, because um, they leaked pictures of Ky- the actor that plays Kylo Ren. They, there was pictures leaked of him on the set in costume without the mask on. And people think that was too fishy because the production was so high security that how could they possibly get a picture? I'm like, it fucking happens. That's what happens. But at the same time, like, honestly... They think they... But I guess what they're trying to say is that it, the pictures were intentionally leaked. Sure. Which, but then again, in Empire, in, in Empire Magazine, I believe it was, uh, they released pictures of all the actors and the characters in their role and they had the actor playing Kylo Ren. Yeah. Because honestly, I don't see them having him out of his mask. I don't see any reason why they need to. They'll have him in the mask the whole time. There's yeah. no reason to see his face. No. Like, if he has it off, then fine, but there's no reason for it. I mean, maybe they will, but I what I hope is, like, at first I was like, well, I wonder if he'll be, like, disfigured, and I hope not. I hope he's no. just, like, a I just, dude. I said, I just hope that he, he wears the mask because he liked... I mean, he, if, he's, if he's really, like, a Sith, like a hardcore Sith, I mean, he needs to be pale with, like, you know, black under his eyes. But that's about it. I don't think he needs to be disfigured. And honestly, he doesn't have to be that. No, not, not, not so extreme, <clears throat> but, like... And that's another thing. Is he actually a Jedi? Or is he... Is he does he use the Force? In that movie. I mean, they show hints of it. Like, whenever he looks back at the camera and puts his hand out, like he's... But that does not... Miss. Doesn't show that he's using <clears throat> no. the Force. I would assume he does. I would assume so, but then yeah. again, if he's just a fanboy, and he, maybe he can just wield the lightsaber like a motherfucker. Yeah. General Grievous could. Yeah. You know? God, Grievous. They ruined him. Sorry. He was such a good villain. They could have done a lot they more with him. ruined him. Like, I, you I just I, hate the way they take him out. I have heard um, that they're doing the Obi-Wan movie. And that uh, Ewan McGregor's coming back. Okay. To play Obi-Wan. I'll be right with that. I, I remember that too. Some people aren't, though. And I, was, I, I can understand people not liking it. But why not? He but. did fantastic. And he looks pretty much the same as he did in those movies. Yeah. He doesn't age. No, he doesn't. He's, he's weird. Um, I I always thought he was a good uh, Obi Wan Kenobi. Oh yeah. yeah, I thought he did great. Exactly. I mean, and you know what? I don't care people what people say. Hayden Christensen, I thought he was fine. He was. It wasn't his fault. It wasn't that writing was god awful. Yeah, he performed it the best that he could with the direction and, he was given. If you go and you watch, uh, particularly Revenge of the Sith, the best scenes are the scenes where there are no lines. None of that horrible George Lucas writing. Yeah. Whenever he's just staring intensely and. And he just so good. He's so intense and so heartbroken. You can feel the emotion. Exactly. Um, yeah. And he's coming back, too, I guess, for episode eight. Right. Um, to play Anakin and Darth Vader. Yeah, which is fun. Because I've also heard they're going to bring back Darth Vader in this. Whether it's as ghost or flashback or... I'm sure it'll be a ghost. I hope. I hope they don't actually bring back 
Darth Vader. That'd be insane. I, I think I think he knows better. That's kind of I feel like that's a bad it's a bad move, and I think he knows that. Like yeah. bringing back Anakin to talk like they do would be yeah. fine. Because honestly, I would love to see the scene where if if this is, if it's true and Luke's in hiding and like his his niece comes to find him, if it is his niece, and they find him and he talks to her, and then after she leaves, like the ghosts come and talk to him to try and talk like you need to help her, like you need to train her or something like that, and then like convinces him to go help her. Or help whoever. Like, that'd be cool. Now, who do you think? Would it be just Anakin? Or would it be Anakin and Yoda? I feel like it would be Anakin, Yoda, and Obi-Wan. Obi-Wan. But... Um, I don't know if they can get him... Or get someone to... to... Do Sherlock Guinness. Yeah. That's the thing, because, I mean... It'd be hard. They, they made sure that it was Alec Guinness in Return of the Jedi. Yeah. And that's whenever he died. You can't really go back to... Yeah. Oh, or uh, so... Ewan McGregor. So, they would have to. Do, I mean, and, I mean, we've seen some really good CGI. They might be able to pull it off. Yeah, honestly though, I, I'm good with just his dad. Like if it's just Anakin, that's fine. Even Yoda. Oh, yeah, Yoda'd be fine. But especially if you make me laugh, if he's, it's, this is stupid. Won't have it. But if he if he is like if he's hiding in Dagobah and he's like staying at Yoda's old house and Yoda's like really you're in my my house you're my house dude what's up seriously that's so disrespectful. Um, but uh, hey, part of me still kind of hopes that Qui Gon Jinn's gonna be in there. Yeah, it, I mean it wouldn't make sense because nobody else would know who he was. Yeah, but I, w- I was always partial to him. I always liked yeah. you know, Liam Neeson is fucking. And people complained about how stoic he was. was like that was his character. That was it. Like, if you go into it, and, and obviously now well, he showed, Disney, but he did show a lot of emotion. And, but if you go and you and you you know. Disney now know you know has vanquished all the uh, uh, ex- extended universe stuff, but there's a lot of story with uh, Qui Gon Jinn in the extended universe where he went to the dark side for quite some time, yeah, uh, or at least flirted with it. Uh, he was very dark, very angry, and uh, and then he went back and, he, and which you can see when he's talking about training, mm-hmm. training Anakin. Yeah, that's what, I think it's uh, it would be cool to see him again, and he was supposed to be in Revenge of the Sith. At the end. Yeah. Uh, but apparently uh, Liam Neeson had a motorcycle wreck that hurt his shoulder and he couldn't show up to do the oh, scene. Sucks. I was like, ah, fuck it. So that's why there's that brief mention of him at the end of the movie, which I'm like, you should just left that out then. Because yeah. if he wasn't in there to do it. It sucks. I don't know. I think Force Awakens is going to be the number one film of all time. Yeah, and a lot of that is due to... We haven't had a good Star Wars film in so such a long time. Not, re- not since Return of the Jedi. Yeah. So I mean, like I, I still enjoy some parts of episodes one, two, and three, mainly one and three. Um, I, I two gets so boring to me. Like I still, really, yeah. Two is the one that gets boring to you. Yeah. Not one. I can I can deal with one sometimes. Man. Like when we went to go see that in three D. Oh God. It was boring, but there's still parts about I like, but. What kills it for me in two is is Kimono or Camino, Kim, like that whole part where they go to where he goes to Camino. Oh, oh, God, that yeah. that kills it for me. That was really boring. Like there's like, at least in episode one, it goes in and out, but like it's like forty five minutes of so, Camino, and I'm like, and I hate Django, absolutely hate Django Fett. Oh yeah, I never really like I like Boba Fett's suit. I don't really like Boba Fett because oh, he's a, to me he's a whiny bitch. Even in the original, he never talks. 
but it's like you can almost feel him being like, I, I'm on a time schedule. Come on. Like, I need to get this. Come on. I think... Give me give me Han Solo. What was it? Do you remember <laughs> what happened whenever we went to go see Phantom Menace in 3D? Uh, when we left there, uh, two girls had come out and they're behind us and they're complaining about the CG in it. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. They're like, God, today they can't even do good CG. I'm like, that movie came out in 1999. So you realize this is an older movie, right? Yeah, they just re-released it in 3D. It's... Yeah. Remember when we went to go see the second one in... Oh. <laughs> I was actually looking forward to that one. I, I was just kind of hoping to see them all in theaters again. Yeah, but I don't care. Like, I like after watching Phantom Menace in three D. I, I like two. Like, oh, I said I like two. I don't like Camino. No, the it whole... is a really really boring bit there. Yeah. It's a it's an ex, it that is like a blatant exposition uh, dumb. Yeah, and and honestly, like and it didn't fight, make any sense. The fight scenes I just didn't care about. No. The war at the end was kind of entertaining, but super fake. Yeah, it was interesting just what they did, but it looked it looked fine. I just I and then and Mace Windu, we got to see him kick some ass. Yeah, that was my favorite part. And then Yoda all of a sudden just added for the first time ever. I gets still to kick wish, ass. and I know I talked to Joe about this before too. Like I'm okay, I'm okay with him having the lightsaber. Joe's not. I wish he didn't use it as an attack because supposedly he's so powerful he doesn't need yeah. it. My thing is, is I feel like in my head, and this is all in my head is that the council tells him he has to carry it. So he has it. And he normally doesn't use it. So he's attacking using abilities, like lightning and whatever, force poles and stuff. And then Dooku throws something at Anakin, um, and he takes his lightsaber, and in like a flash, just like, he's doing stuff, doing stuff. He throws something at Anakin, he can't get to it or can't grab it because he's doing something else. He grabs the lightsaber, chucks it, pulls something else out or like it hits it cuts it, and he pushes him apart and grabs lightsaber sheaves it and back to like he only uses it to defend yeah. instead of attack because I feel like as strong as Yoda's supposed to be giving him a lightsaber is too much and I always like that I feel like he the scene was always I thought was cool but it was a very terribly uh, choreographed scene because I mean first of all look you had Christopher Lee who <laughs> was ancient. It's old. Um, Love him to death. And he had to choreograph fight a short CGI character. I mean, come on. That was I feel a like losing battle. Just go for his ankles. Yeah, it's just chop. I mean, he could have too. Just yeah. like easy. But it was. I always thought that was cool because it was like the first time he's like, "Oh fuck, Yoda can throw down," and then he did, and it was like, "Oh okay." Yeah. And then they did it, it again was, in like Revenge said, of the was, Sith. It was thought, cool to see him fight. But I, like I said, I talked to Joe about it, and Joe, Joe hates it. He hates that scene. I can deal with it. I do wish, like I said, I wish he didn't use it to attack. I wish they didn't have a lightsaber battle. They do something really, instead of doing that, they do something clever where he uses it to, like, save Anakin and then pulls it back. Yeah, like you yeah. said. Um, I do. I did like the scene in Revenge of the Sith, um, his, his fight scene with the Emperor. Yeah. I thought it was pretty good. Yeah. Uh, better. Yeah. I thought it was better than his fight with Count Dooku. Agreed. Um, I will say... It was kind of cool to see because you don't get to see a lot of innovative lightsabers, and Dooku's was pretty awesome. Yes, it was interesting and the way he held it, like with the curve. Yes, the way he used it was great. Like it was something unique, and I love seeing that because everyone seems to have the same fight stance. It's like everyone learns different abilities. It's like like the Twilight um, Jedi had it back, held it backwards. Mm-hmm. Uh, you see some with dual blades. You see some with a staff with two blades. Like, you see some interesting stuff. That was something different. 
Yeah. Because everyone's just got the single, oh, you want to see that's why, I'm, that's why I'm really excited for uh, Kylo Ren. I know. People were really pissy about that. Because I heard the two on the side are just exhaust because it overheats too much. Uh, oh, is that what you heard? I always, heard? I always heard it was like the, um, what do they call it, the uh, handguards um, yeah. on a sword. It was that version of that. People were like, well, what if he you know, moves his arm? It's kind of like, I mean, th- he learns not to do that. Yeah. Just like, but the, my problem is, is people argue about lightsaber like that. It's like, you realize you're arguing about a weapon that can't exist. Exactly. Or... People, I love it when it drives me nuts when Obi Wan's like, it's like perfectly balanced. I'm like, bullshit. It's light. It doesn't weigh shit. Exactly. Which means it's all back heavy. Because if you drop it, it's gonna drop straight. It's not gonna drop at an angle. It drops straight. Mm-hmm. So like, I love it. Like if they, if you see a lightsaber and someone's got it and they throw it, it's not, it's not gonna go straight. It's gonna spin because mm-hmm. it's it's got no weight on the end of it. It's good. the best thing you can do is is like. Uh, with Darth Maul, where it's two-sided, because you have a staff, essentially. It's tiny, but you have a staff. You can kind of control it, but you can't really control where you're hit. So you have to be trained, so fine. But it's... it's. I love when people are like, well, you know, it's... it's. I love in the first movie, he's like, it's perfectly balanced. Like, no. It's light. <laughs> it, it doesn't weigh anything. Right. Uh, but it's, it's nitpick stuff. It was... Uh, but I think uh, that'll be cool. Uh, Kylo Ren's going to be really cool. Oh yeah, but yeah, I'd heard see. it was. It looks really. He look. He has a really aggressive stance. Yeah, I, mean, I heard that the the side light parts is, is is that it's it's such a powerful crystal that he's got inside the lightsaber that it overheats, that it overheats so much that he had to put exhaust on to push extra heat out the sides. So that's the only reason he has it. Essentially, it is like an arm guard to defend. So if someone comes in to to attack his arm, he can block it, which would be fine. Yeah, but. I think I, be, I just people hope, really got pissy about that. I'm like, give it a chance. Let's see. I just hope that first. It, yeah, I just hope they actually use it instead of it just being a a Decoration. aesthetic. Yeah, which is fine. It looks great, but I want him to actually use it for something. It doesn't have to be anything crazy. Just something small, like he he opens a lock with it, like he cuts a door open with it or something. You know, like something silly is fine. Just as long as he has a use for it, because it feels like it's like if or if they explain it's just for exhaust. Fine. At yeah. least there's an explanation. And you think uh, any main characters are going to die in this? Um, Han Solo doesn't die in this. No. I know that for sure. No, because he's already filming episode eight. Yeah, I don't. I don't think any of the main group will die until the end of the second or third. Um, you think they're going to pull like an Empire uh, Strikes Back and do like the second one's going to be really dark and gloomy and end on a really downer note, or you think it's going to try to shy away from that? I, I hope they do. Like, I hope it stays dark for a while. I like, I mean... I hope the first and second one are Well, because my thing is, is if you look at the world, at the end of the third episode six, like, they've finally defeated the main power that they have. I mean, it's still there overall. But that's why you're seeing, like, the ship crashes. Like, the, the Star Destroyers on the planets are destroyed because of what happened. So, yeah, it's better. And now that this new guy's come in, the Jedi Council is brought back. This is their first test. At the end, I feel like what should happen is at the end of this test, essentially, they fail. They feel like it's been long enough. Because, I mean, you look at the people, they're old. So it's been quite a while. I feel like maybe they haven't had any issues in a while. So they're, all the stuff they've been dealing with is easy. So they're like, oh, well, we got, we got this. We're good. 
And then somebody like Kylo Ren shows up and shits on him. Yep. And at the end of the movie, I feel like I feel like part of the Jedi Council should die. Most of them. Yeah, like thirty percent, forty percent, something like that. Die yeah. and and they were like, shit, we're we're fucked. It's like we got it. We have to find Luke. <laughs> Like, yeah. if he's in hiding, we have to find him. That's, I've always understood that The Force Awakens ends up being kind of like the search for Luke. <laughs> yeah. That'd be, but I feel like at the end of the sec, like the end of the first one, like it, it, they're in shit. And they go looking for him. And the second one's really dark because he's in a dark place. And the Jedi Council's being torn apart. And he's taking over. Like, I, don't, I, I really hope they don't kill him off. Luke? No, Kylo Ren. No, not, I, 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 I've heard that he's, uh, still in it. Yeah. I feel like when that kid fights him, they should fight and he leaves him alive or he, he gets away somehow. He cuts off his arm or something. Just cliche. I don't give a shit. <laughs> but uh, so Benicio del Toro is supposed to be the villain in the second one. Really? Mm-hmm. That'd be interesting. The collector. He's a Sith Lord. He's the Emperor. <laughs> Uh, Star Wars. Love it. I can't wait. I'm so excited for this movie. It's going to be fantastic. What were we talking about? Till next time, folks. I'm Jake. I'm John. Deuces. Bye.